Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Yo. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, up? The, it's the Young Dude cast. i never i never i never i never understood like when just when jason goes away why we got to replace it with another old dude that's just young person out we don't need the old sensibilities you're you're not wrong tone you're you're not at least not all and 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 i think it's because we respect our elders right like you and i respect the guys and uh gals and people in our life who have taken us under their wing. You know what I mean? And so because we appreciate them so much, we want to invite them back into our space. But you're right. Like, damn it, if we don't have... This is the first dude, uh, young dude as we've ever had. Yeah. Yeah, I remember... There's always an, uh, an old person on this show. Really so babysitting? Never... <laughs> like, I, I, I think that... Think, think, I, yes. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yes, that is, that is, uh, actually, I want to get into that a little bit at some point today, because I, I don't think you need as much babysitting as you once did. However, I think that you've taken it upon yourself now, like a, a, a wedded man. I don't know mm-hmm. if wedded is a word. Yeah. What is the word? It sounds. And you're about to be a proud papa soon. So you can't be a dad and also be babysitting. Like you and your yeah. baby me babysitting, right? I uh, <laughs> I repeat that that Drake lyric all the time when I see people acting irresponsibly. I was like, I can't be, I got a kid, I can't be kidding around. You can't, you can't. Now, I mean, I, I think, and, and you're gonna find that that balance of art. Right, let me let me kid around, but also let me get down to business, mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, how's Indy? 
Indy's good, man. I mean, uh, everything closes at eight o'clock around here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you? What do y'all do after eight o'clock? They're like, we go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, and it it is. Is this your first time in Indy before? This is like my second time in Indy, but uh, my first time as like a functioning adult. Okay. All right. So, so for everybody out there, Tony is attending Big Ten Media Days out mm-hmm. at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana, and he is in his hotel room. Mm-hmm. You know, Tony's not one to hit the streets and mix and mingle after hours. Tony's gonna get his food, uh-huh. say what's up to the peoples, and he will take it back to the room. Yep. Especially, man, he's, I don't think I've ever worked this hard ever at doing media stuff. Like, I mean, the walking around. So that was my question. The other, my other question for you, like you, you're a big basketball guy, right? Mm-hmm. You're one of the biggest basketball heads that I know. And I see that with all due respect. And so what, what is your assignment, if you will, at Big Ten Media Day? Oh, man, I mean, get content. They send you place, you feed them content for television, for YouTube. Um, you give stuff. I'm not a writer, but you get the stuff that people need to write off of and you feed it back into uh, the interwebs and back to your uh, place of employment. And then they get to operate and flip that content into other pieces of content. So, you know, getting guests, schmoozing. I'm. I found out I am a great schmoozer. I am I am a charming guy. People like shaking my hand and saying words to me. And it's because like, you know, I'm I don't I don't mind people. Right? Like I rock with people. And uh yeah, I I, I did I we needed to find some people to talk about this Northwestern stuff. I looked around scoped out the scenery and i'm like who can i walk up next to and give him that old tony gill boyish charm boyish smile feel me and within (laughs) 10 minutes we had guests um i'm that's what that's what my job was today was, was getting guests and getting content and shooting did some shots did some camera work um, you know, edited some stuff. So yeah, man, I'm we're there's, there's three of us here, and we have been like a machine, just pumping out this content and talking to coaches and players. That is excellent work, Tony. So all right, in schmoozing, let's say I am Coach X from Big Ten School or Athletic Director Y from Big Ten School, and I'm standing next to you. We're joking about something, and this. Hey, man, how you doing? How do you introduce yourself? Hey, how you doing, sir? Everybody loves a good server, man. You know, at these things. And it's not I don't it's not like I'm I'm giving up kind of like, oh, I'm a young person. Like, I'm not that young. I'm 30. Like, I just want to respect people and people like getting respect. And once they get respect, they tend to give respect. Uh, And and also, like, it's, it's like, hey, I'm dealing with a professional here. You know, so I hit him with the sir, ma'am, and then I hit him with the with with the smile. You know, put the hand out there. I'm like, hey, Tony Gill, NBC Sports Chicago. Um, glad to see you here. You you, you look healthy. How's the family? Um, 
Not to have the family. No, nah, I, I say something like, though. you know, did, did you enjoy the the lunch? Or I try and find some common ground. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, most you're actually have stuff more in common than people than people think. Like we joke around like about our differences, right? Especially on this mm-hmm. show, you know, with Jason him being only white on the show. Yeah, like it's it, but in general, in when it out in real life, you, we have more in common with each other than we don't. Like here I am, uh, middle thirties, middle age, right? Yes. Yeah. 30, no, I, I don't think 30 really? is middle age yet. I think 35. Once you get to 35, 35 then okay. you're middle age. Yeah. All right. So I'm youngish, you know, urban person, you know, talking to this southern white coach. Like, there's still some common ground to be had there. I mean, look, we're both at, like, at a sporting event. We both like sports. Like, there's, I think the, the, it's not even a trick, but some advice I would give people, like if you have issues talking to people or talking to strangers or just striking up conversation is find common ground, find something that you like about. Oh, I like that tie or like people are more often more friendly than not. And they'll, they'll, you know, discuss with you on things. So um, it, it, doing that just feels natural, like striking up conversation, you know, with people, getting to know people um, at least a little bit. I'm not, I'm not asking about their personal business, you know, but just having a genuine real conversation with people it feels good to do that you have a real and i wasn't because of the you know pandemic but it does feel good to connect with people even in short bursts but to shake somebody's hand like i I gave a couple hugs out you know i saw uh, your boy joshua perry you know, yeah. <laughs> um we did the black man dap, dap up and i'm not just met him like personally that today um, but I saw Ann Heron, you know, I saw Phil Thompson, Anthony Heron, Josh, Josh Friedman, like the the city to and I realized just like being in that space, just like, man, like, I got love and respect in the city. And it and and I think that's kind of what all all I wanted, like outside of making great content is you know, I I wanted ha- have the respect of the colleagues of chicago and i and i feel like i've grown grown to that so yeah yeah today today and tomorrow will be the last day but oh well today that you're listening to this today will be the last day that i'm there or no yesterday was the last day that I, <laughs> <laughs> yesterday was the last day so i've already been home and gone off the grid so but yeah it's it's been fun <laughs> That's, I'm glad you got your days right, Tone. And I'm glad you're out there mingling out with the people. That man right there is Tony Anthony Gill, Papa to be, husband, proud son, producer extraordinaire, my main man, Honey Grant. I am Russ Dorsey. Jason is off for another week, even though he's off. He's not like off because Bears started training camp this week and so i know he's running around like a chicken with his head cut off probably frustrated at someone or something but he will be rejoining us next week on the pod but uh it's the young dude cast right and the young dude's gonna be gonna be holding you down this week as as we always do you know tony we, we always gonna hold him down oh yeah yeah we'll, we'll hold you we'll hold you we'll hold you up you know we won't let you down we'll we'll, we'll cup you like the we'll sheets and giggles you. we'll cup you 
That's a that's a great transition tone, and that's why you make the big bucks. Tony Gill is presented by Sheets and Giggles. Go to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA to get 23% off your next purchase using promo code SPORTS. The sheet set is the softest, smoothest, 100% eucalyptus sheets. Game changer in your bedroom. We are also brought to you by at MGM. Get the MGM app and grab this deal. Place any bet with bet MGM. Get your money back. Up to $1,000. If you don't win, use promo code adjacent1000. That is adjacent1000. BetMGM, the king of sports books. Tone, up on the dude, uh, the young dude cast today, I, I got some things I want to ask you that I, I get to talk to my main man, Hunter Grant, Tone, about Tone very much, right? Tone is the content extraordinaire, right? He's always looking for, you know, what are we going to talk about? What, what things are popping in the streets, as far as the content, right? Very, what's, what's Zion doing, right? What, what's going on with Mariah Bills on mm-hmm. the streets is talking about lots of things, but I want to see what's going on in the life of Tone. So we're going to get to that on this episode of The Young Dude Cast, aka Sports Decent without Jason. <laughs> Tone, I, I want to ask you this. Your life has changed thousand percent in the, the last calendar year mm-hmm. with becoming a husband full time. Mm-hmm. You become a father to be your responsibilities mm-hmm. at your job have changed exponentially. And you're trying to figure out, you know, how all those puzzle pieces in life fit. So for you right now, mm-hmm. have your goals changed at all? Like tone at 24, 25, who's just like, I'm just trying to be the best producer on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. At 30, what is what does tone's goals look like? Uh I just want to care money, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's that's all I want to do, man. Um when I guess like once things start to feel like they matter a lot more um and yeah i guess short answer my my goals have changed i don't feel the pressure to try and innovate the next thing or the next conversation or the next joke or the next phase of what this career is um i don't feel that weight of trying to do somebody else or outperform somebody else uh, with my career. I just don't have that pressure. Um, it's a different space to be in creatively um, because things, funny enough, comes to me more naturally now uh, than, I, than I was when I was kind of pressing for things to, to generate creatively. Uh, but yeah, I, the goal is to have work-life balance now um, that I'm, I'm slowly, I'm slowly learning what, you know, the, uh, the American philosophy of hustle and bustle and go, go, go 14 hour days, 15 hour days, every day, like no rest. Like I used to say that when I first got started, I can rest when I can go to sleep when I die. Like right now, like I got to grind, which for that, Time space was was good, right? I had nothing to do. What was I gonna do? Go home or, right. <laughs> you know, like I could infuse that young energy into something positive, uh, and I did. 
Uh, but you know, now that you know, I have a wife and I got kids, and not only that, but because I have started my family, people now, um, what they did before, uh, but people depend on you a lot more now. Um, you know, your parents they getting older, right? In law, they getting older. They mean they need more real help uh, with things. Um, I am progressing. One of the leaders, I like that carries a lot of more responsibility. So, um, yeah, I think the goal, if I had to put it in one, it's 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 work life balance is is a goal that I'm still working towards. Um, I don't perfect it every time. I, sometimes I feel like I'm balanced on a on a needle <laughs> trying to juggle all the jobs and all the things and you know opportunities and family and all those things but i think the goal now in life is is having true work life balance where i am still doing what i love to do creatively but also having boundaries with that to focus in and, and grow the more important thing, which is uh, my family and my relationship with God. So it's a good answer, Tom. It's a good answer. Good quality answer. Wholesome. <laughs> I, I, I think to your point about the work life balance. In our field. It is probably the hardest thing besides actually having success. Right. Hey. If you think about it, like, yeah. it is mm-hmm. the hardest thing. For Mm -hmm. us in the media, for the athletes that we cover, for the executives that we also cover, work-life balance is the number one, if you ask everybody, hardest, Mm -hmm. most difficult thing, right? For an athlete, it's, I don't want to take this bad game home with me, right? Right. I want to leave the game at the field, at the court, on the ice, whatever. For an executive, it's like, I want to leave this bad team or whatever <laughs> trades, mm-hmm. I need to leave that at the field, even though a lot of that comes home with you. Because mm-hmm. a lot of trades happen. When you out with your kids, I've talked to executives before, like they were at birthday parties that are ruined, Christmas parties that are ruined, you know, uh, uh, bar mitzvahs, whole shebang. For uh, mm-hmm. I, I was at a wedding one time about to give a best man speech when I got called about a trade. So like, it is even for me and we're in two different life spaces, mm-hmm. also the most difficult thing, because I think it's different for me though, because yours is there are a lot of other people that rely on me now. Mm-hmm. And when I come home, I need to be present, right? I need to be a hundred percent here because Steph needs me to be Tony, the husband while I'm here. I can't be Tony, the content creator while I'm here. Sometimes mm-hmm. I have to be, but at some point you got to be able to switch, flip that switch off. I think mm-hmm. for me, it's, I'm at a point in life where I'm trying to be the absolute best at what I do. Mm-hmm. And in that, sometimes that requires you to bring your job everywhere and not mm-hmm. to turn it off. Right. Yeah. Like I always have to be plugged in. I always have to have my phone on. I always have to be looking at it. Sometimes like, and I had a moment recently where I was on a date um, and had a really important text message come to my phone on that date. Mm-hmm. And I had to make the decision. I don't want to make the person that I'm with feel like I am not present or giving them a hundred percent of my undivided attention. Right. 
But the text was one of those ones where it's like, this needs a response from me like right now. And a couple of weeks later, that young lady um, was talking to me about something else. And in that conversation, it came up like, hey, we were out and it looked like you were on your phone uh, while we were talking and like you had it under the table, blah, 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 blah. And I, I don't say that to be disrespectful, but it's like I don't want to tell you the whole thing that she said. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was difficult because I had the realization right there that. Even me being honest, like, hey, this is this. And I told her, like, when I was texting, there was a player at the time. I'm texting the player Mm -hmm. back, like, hey, this is a work thing. Like, I apologize. I don't want to be rude or anything. But then it was brought up again. And it's just like it, it brought in the emphasis of, like, your partner, person you date, spouse, whatever is so important in what we do because have somebody who understands and it was Mm -hmm. somebody that I thought understood. Um, Mm -hmm. and I had to make it very clear, like, Hey, this wasn't what it might have appeared to be at that moment. I showed her, I said, look, look, this was the text message that I sent. This is what happened. This is why this was of great importance. And like I told you then, like, this is not me wanting to be, disrespectful to you because mm-hmm. I'm enjoying our time together right here, right now. And also it's just like I'd send a text message for five seconds and then you have my attention again. But at the same time, I could see how somebody who doesn't understand what we do and isn't in our business and doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily understand that sometimes we can't. And in my case, I can't always turn it off. Um, and I think in, in the national the national guy space, I've felt it a little bit more. Like when I was on the beat, I could turn it off a lot easier because mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm worried about one team. Now when you're worried about the league as a whole and trades and signings are happening round the clock and we're in a 24-hour news cycle now with social media, it makes it that much harder to, to separate. So I think – it's crazy how we're both in two different places in life, in our careers, or family-wise, but as far as our careers go, work-life balance is still the number one thing that both of us are actively trying to work on. Yeah. Um, and I get it. And people in our business, like it, it puts a strain on relationships. Yeah. Um, Like we've known people that have had relationships that did not work out, you know. Um, But if you do find somebody that, and it's not even, I think what I've come to learn about it is over the course of time, people don't, they don't really understand. I feel like they, they tolerate it because they care about you because they love you because they do want to see you do what you love to do but in act you know if you take a step back from what we do you know day to day and look at it from a person that does not do this because this is a a very specific job yeah um it is weird yeah weird and I, I I appreciate my wife and I love my wife for 
keeping me grounded in that fact about you. It's 11 o'clock at night. You know, somebody got traded. We got to do an emergency podcast on it. She's like, you're already in bed. Like, you're going to get up at 8 a.m. to do this again. Like, why sleep? And it's like, in real life, it that makes perfect sense. Right, right. That's a lot. <laughs> but, That's what I right. should do. Yes. But right. I don't work That's in exactly a... exactly what I should do. Like, the, yeah. the news is still going to be there at 7 a.m. at 8 a.m. when I wake up. Like, why can't it wait? You know, and you know, you know, you try you you discuss things and you know, my wife she fully supports me and, and what I do and, and the, the many different opportunities that I have and platforms that I have. But I do understand that this can't be life for the next thirty years or yeah. twenty years. Like this is this is it for right now. But I understand, especially with a child coming through. Like, I'm going to have to think about a lot of things, you know, um, you know, especially in earlier years. Right. Like, I want to be a present. I just don't want to be there. Like, oh, there's there's your dad. He's going off to, you know, record again. Like, you got a couple hours during dinner time. Um, I know you didn't see him all day. You got a couple hours. How's cool? All right. I'm gone again. Like, there's a lot of things that I'm going to have to consider and make sure I keep in front of mind as I get older, as I, you know, have my child and, you know, maybe more after that, that it really takes a lot of focus uh, to make sure that you are present in the important moments um, for the people that you love and the people that you care about. I think one of the hardest things that I've had to come to grips with in this phase of life right now is that I have to be selfish. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it maybe a year ago and it sucks because that's not who I am by nature. Mm-hmm. But you also owe it to yourself that all the hard work that you put in to get here, the times when both of us had, we were working for pennies, loose mm-hmm. change, trying to make it work, right? Just trying to get an opportunity. And then you get that opportunity mm-hmm. and you're trying to work, 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 work to get a bigger opportunity. And you're doing all of those different things to be where we are. And you owe it to yourself to see that through. Mm-hmm. And it's trying to explain that to somebody like, look, I've, I've worked really hard to be here at this age, at this stage in life with not a lot of people get to do. And in that people don't look like me and there's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. that comes with that. And I feel like I have to always succeed. And because of that, I feel I have to be selfish right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's actually something that bothers me about mm-hmm. myself right now. And at something, at some point that will change. And mm-hmm. I know it's not a for everything. Like you mentioned, like there's mm-hmm. going to be a time where I'm like, Doug, I, I want to be able to settle down and not have to worry about 
the stuff that I find very important right now that in in mm-hmm. actuality is in actuality right right it's not important zero importance zero <laughs> importance but I it's a it's a mountain to me right now when it's really a molehill huh. and mm-hmm. I I want to be able to say like yo me and my girl we just going out tonight like I I don't care about this minor league deal with a dude that I <laughs> we probably will never hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll, I'll get to the big shit when I get to the big shit. But like, mm-hmm. it, it's it that's really hard for me right now. And it took me mm-hmm. a long time to be able to say that out loud um, because it feels you, hurtful, right? It feels yeah. like, mm-hmm. damn, you're a, like, I don't want to be considered a bad person. Like, I don't want to be considered mm-hmm. somebody that can't have the things that I want in life because I also want to be really good at my job that I work really yeah. hard to be good at, you know? Yeah. And, you know, being to get to that point and to, to acknowledge that, um, and to just really think about like, man, you, as much as we like to believe coming up when you're younger, you're not going to be able to have everything. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like life is, is, is a mad lib where you got to pick and choose your direction. You have that freedom and you have that right to pick and choose those directions. But though every decision has a consequence um, and that could be, and people think, you know, consequence, oh, it's a bad thing. No, 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 I, I don't. When you make a choice, when you go right, that means you didn't go left. Like you didn't choose that option to go left. And it's not bad or uh, uh, hurtful. It could be, but it's not, you know, saying like it's wrong, necessarily wrong. You just didn't use that path. So, like for a while, you know, in, in my 20s, I had, I chose one thing I chose content and I chose my career. Um, but after a while, I was like, man, like for me, I knew I couldn't do that much longer. Like my, my family make jokes, um, my siblings and, uh, you know, my parents, like for, you know, seven years, I was living at home, but they barely saw me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny now, right? Because now I'm making, you know, a lot more effort to, you know, see my family, spend time, talk, do all those things. But it, fe- it still feels like I'm catching up. Like there's, I told, uh, I was talking to my wife uh, one day, we were driving in the car and just out of the blue, I was like, I've come to acknowledge that my siblings are closer within each other than I am with them yeah and that was that was a consequence right of me choosing the career um at that time over over my family and they understood they a thousand percent understood i had to find my way um again it's not bad right to pursue something that you love and go for it but there, there are some times when you're in hyper hyper drive mode that you do miss out on things. I missed out on a lot of get togethers and parties Dog. and like so many of those things. Uh, and I look back on them. I, I don't think I would change anything, you know, but I have to acknowledge that that time that, that my siblings got closer together during that time period, I missed out on that. And I'm now I'm playing catch up 
in my thirties and and I couldn't um I couldn't continue to make that choice anymore. Yeah. Uh as my career went on. And could 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 my could I have kept pushing? You know, could I have, you know, kept going and and, and trying to be, you know, and I don't know what God has for me in my life. I'm I'm still young, right? There's still yeah. things for me to do, you know, in my career, but in the ways I was going about it, I couldn't continue to push my family aside because they are are really what matters to me. And now more than ever, with my wife and, and my soon, you know, to be daughter, uh, they're going to be the top of the priority of the people in my life that I want to be there for. And if that means I got to lead a business and, you know, get it under five, I'm going to take my happy butt to that job, <laughs> wake up, be clock in at nine, clock out at five, and go be with my family and be off for weekends and then back, you know, on Monday. Uh, because that's 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 uh, that's what a father does. That's what a that's what a husband does. Um, a real one. They they take care of their families. They love on their everyone uh, that they can. Um, and that that would that would be my way of expressing that love for them. So. Yeah, man, it's 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 tough trying to find the the work life balance, but you know we gonna get there. No, I'm I I agree. We are, and I think we are blessed to have the people in our lives in the business that we do that have made it yes. work. Like mm-hmm. Jay is married happily, mm-hmm. got three amazing kids, and you know my guy Daryl Van Scowen at the Sun Times. Daryl been married for a long time as a beat reporter in baseball with kids, never been divorced. His kids got kids. He got grandbabies. Like that, the the fact that there are people who have made that work gives me hope for you, gives me hope for me that like at some point this drink gonna work out. And that there are things that I'm worried about right now that are it's admirable that I worry about them. Mm-hmm. And it's admirable that I want to make it work and that. Because I care about people, I don't want to feel like I've let people down by not right. being able to give them my undivided attention um, or my time like I might want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but also knowing that I have, I owe it to myself to be able to pursue every opportunity that I've afforded myself mm-hmm. by working. Yeah, you don't regret, right? right. It's, you don't, it's, yeah. if, if you're going to ruin whatever, you know relationship that you're trying to build after because you're always thinking about man i could have did this or man and that's something i didn't want to do right like i didn't want to be like hey man i I did a lot of stuff but i could have did more right like i have thoughts when i'm done um you know demands uh demands former uh co-host of the d and david show he's an underground sports and content guy if you guys don't know he put a lot of people on a lot of people in positions um stuff like that he left Kenneth Davis, who is now at NBC hosting. He's still Ken's still going. D was like, I got no regrets. I did all the stuff that I wanted to do. I, I was on TV. I was on radio. I wrote. I did a bunch of stuff. Like you don't want to end this with regrets. Otherwise, it'll it'll ruin whatever you're else trying to build. So yeah, man. Like if you you gotta if you still feel that draw and that need to push and continue. 
go. Go, let it rip. Look what you get on the Young Dude cast. Right? You get therapy session. Mm. You get me and Tone talk about stuff we don't get to talk about. How about that? Sports adjacent Young Dude cast therapy session. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, Tone. So you're a, a man who has to do his job on the socials, as do I. Mm-hmm. And uh, this week, Twitter became X or not really or kind of <laughs> like you see mm-hmm. the branding on the desktop right. edition is now X, but it still mm-hmm. says t- Twitter. Um, but you still call them tweets like one, what's going on? And two, have you made the transition to threads and do you think that is a viable alternative i do i am on threads uh i wanted to make sure that v tony gill was 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 there not taken um i don't feel like people have really truly gotten off of twitter just yet um i think everybody got on threads just in case mm-hmm. it's like breaking case of an emergency uh but yeah i mean i don't it doesn't feel as good as twitter yet right like you can't even they don't have like gifs you can go to automatically you gotta go take them nope. from some other place right and right having an album things. yeah right right nobody, nobody's trying to do all that like that. nah right nobody's time for that um so yeah like I mean, it seems cool, right? You want to be there. You want to be, you know, around first. But I I think you see about the numbers, right? Like, everybody got on, you know, a bunch of subscribers. And then it, like, fell off, like, the second right. week. So, like, it, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it hasn't retained or hasn't fit the, the billing just yet. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because it is de- 1,000% a Twitter alternative. And I think there was something to the ease of if I'm on Instagram, I can already be on threads and that name will be the same. Like I have at Russ Dorsey on threads and I'm already verified on threads. Like I don't have to go through some verification process. Hmm. But at the same time, it's like life where we love to complain about things and we don't really change anything about it. We just want to complain, complain. That's how Twitter is. Like I think People love the the let's shit on Elon, right? Because Elon's dumb. Elon's messing up an app. Elon spent billions of dollars to ruin Twitter. Yep. All those things are true. Yet, what are you going to do the first thing in the morning when you wake up? You're going to go on Twitter and see what's popping in the streets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's uh for what we do, it's of much importance. I wish it wasn't as important as it's become. But yeah. at the same time, the the game is the game. And that's why I'm on threads. That's why I'm on TikTok putting up videos. Like that's 
<laughs> it's just the 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 content game is crazy. It's the social media plus the content game is mm-hmm. even more crazy. And like we were talking about in the last like that's how you continue to grow now, right? So who does the best content, right? Who has the biggest social platforms? Those people you get brand deals, you get X Y Z. Like it's it is crazy. But I know it it is wild that part that you mentioned of they had like a a hundred million subscribers on threads within the first week and then the activity was down like 65 percent in a week too because <laughs> everybody got on and it was just like oh yeah i gotta go here like it's easy to say all right i'm gonna go to twitter but now you have to put what your thoughts on twitter and twitter and threads it's like yeah, i did threads. it the day i put a story out on twitter and then three days later like, ah damn it i forgot to put it on threads <laughs> you know so <laughs> It's, like nobody uh, saw. No, and, and that's the other part. It's like <laughs> four people like it on threads. Like, do I feel really good about mm-hmm. it? And my biggest following is on Twitter. Right. So unless I could just transfer almost 20,000 people from Twitter, to all those people from Twitter to threads, it really doesn't serve me the biggest purpose right now while people aren't using it. Yeah, I mean, much as people complain, if it's not crazy, crazy, People complain, but they'll still keep doing stuff. One thousand percent, right? Just because the, the 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 comfortability, right? Like something has been in your life for so long and has been part of your life for so long, you may complain about it, but it's still gonna be there, right? Like I don't know, I don't know why, like or that way. Like we want a change in something. We say we want a change in something, but then we never change it. Like it's just it's just in, ingrained in our DNA to no matter until it reaches a certain point, we will stay in relationships. We will continue to not be healthy. We will continue to not get you know things in order or straighten up or even something something simple as how come I didn't take the garbage out yet. <laughs> Until it starts smelling like funky, funk, funk. Yep. Right, right. We will leave it right there. Right there. Right there. And I'm I am not excluded from this conversation. I will certainly like, man, what does that smell? I'm like, ah oh, man, I made chicken three days ago. And we left the chicken stuff in the garbage. Like, what? Now about to, now I'm about to pass out. Man. And I'm about to pass out. Right. Right. You are a Netflix watcher, a series watcher. Uh, you like to sit down on the old sofa couch, mm-hmm. if you will. Sometimes your bed and watch something. You're you're on the road right now. You're probably going to do that tonight uh, in Indy. Have you started and completed, or in the middle of uh, the quarterback docu series on Netflix? Oh yes, oh yes. I've been keeping up and been watching. I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, it's one of those things. If I enjoy something, that means it motivates me creatively. It, it piques my interest creatively. Um, that's one thing I, that is on my list, though. Like, I want to be a part or create a documentary, a sports documentary, like, you know, style on, on a topic that I that I love or a topic that I, 
you know, like, but when I see it done at a really, really great level, I can really appreciate it. And I think this quarterback thing does that for me. Yeah, they already approved it for season two, a week after it released. Um, But I think the thing to me that has really stood out is one, three quarterbacks that are completely different. Right, like you have Patrick Mahomes that's top of the mountain, right? And even his life, it's different than like a Tom Brady, right? Like when Tom was at the top, it's just like you're not the thing you talk about. You're not relatable, Tom. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like over the course of like the back nine of his career, he got more relatable because he's kind of funny. He had a good social team that put out fun content. Mm -hmm. But like Patrick is five hundred million dollar player that actually seems pretty relatable. Yeah. Then you have yeah. Then you have Marcus Mariota that was the top of the mountain in college, been a journeyman, and then on this road in Atlanta where he was playing well, then they play bad. Now I'm on – I finished episode four, and it's about to go into him getting benched for Desmond Ritter, right, which I'm I'm looking forward to. Then you have Kirk Cousins that's like – people love to joke on Kirk Cousins and how like, oh, he's not even that good. But he is kind of cold. And you like take him through the journey of being drafted – Mm-hmm. The same draft as RG3. And he was like, bro, you're looking like I have, I don't, they didn't even give me a chance to be something. And then he <laughs> could still goes out, made a lot of money because of how he played it with the franchise tags. And he had Washington over a barrel because of their situation mm-hmm. and made like he's going to be top 10 all the time in history of career earnings when it's all said and done. And mm-hmm. even he seems like, Dang, no, I kind of I kind of rock with Kirk Cousins, man. Like, like he's <laughs> like I'm watching the whole time, like, damn, do I I really mess with Kirk Cousins? Like he I, I rock with this. And like there's the episode, I think episode three about you know pain, and like it's just 45 minutes of Kirk Cousins going, ah, ah, ah. no, I'm good. Ah. Like <laughs> Like his ribs are breaking as he's breathing. And like, nah, it's been super interesting. The one thing, Tone, and like it bothers me. So I my disdain level for Brittany Mahomes was like a 10. And the more I watched the guy, Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of like, and I'm mad at myself, like it's kind of gone down a little bit. Like, was she was she doing too much? Yes. But it's she's kind of like at a, like a seven and a half now. You know it. You know it. Well, a couple of things, right? Uh, oddly enough, like I pointed out when they drafted Kirk Cousins, I was like, Kirk Cousins is going to be kind of good. You could ask my dad for some reason. Like I may have seen like a couple random college games with Kirk Cousins in it. Games, yeah. And for some reason, I told my dad when they drafted, I'm like, I think he's their fail safe. I, th- I think he might be – he's going to be better. Random. I don't know why. I just thought that. Uh, but, yeah, the the, the Brittany Mahomes thing, it's it's made it better because it, it feels like, oh, this is – she's not putting on a show. She actually right. like that for real. Right. And as much as – and I don't want dis- to disrespect that man's wife. That's that's his wife. The mother, for sure. For sure. Children. Um, but – Knowing that, oh no, she's just she's extra, not just for the camera. She's extra for real in yeah. real life. It's kind of like, how can I blame somebody for being their authentic selves, even though it's not for me? 
right? Like I can't deal with a lot of that energy. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't, that's the best part about it. I'm not married to her. So, I mean, <laughs> that ain't my wife. Right. Yeah. He, he, he must vibe with it and he has been vibing with it since he, they were in high school. Yeah. When she put him in a friend zone and shut up, yo. And this just may be for TV, but how do you be as humble as he is being that excellent? That's, I think, out of all this, like, if we, if, if I, if we had to break down each of the participants, my thing with Mahomes is like, as much greatness that he has still yet to achieve, like, he's, he just, normal and he's perfectly okay with being the weird kind of off-putting dude like i'm like this dude is a top five athlete in the world right now and he's just normal yeah it's i i i think relatability helps patrick mahomes a great deal like clearly head and shoulders best quarterback in football Mm-hmm. might finish as the best we've ever seen. But it's the fact that he seems like a regular dude makes him more likable to the masses. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, how you reach ultimate superstardom. Like you're relatable yeah. to the masses and the masses like you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at the the how LeBron, how Steph shot up in the plus pattern mm-hmm. in terms of Q rating with people. Is he looked relatable? His game might have, you know, been tricky relatable, even though we know nobody can do what he does. But you see Tom Brady, right? All the different strange things, all the stuff that he had to do to make sure he maintained that elite level of play. It just seems like this comes natural to Mahomes, obviously, because he's extremely gifted uh, at this. But he just seems like a normal guy. Like he really loves the game. He's super yeah. competitive. But this this insight, I thought I thought this was a a this is a good promotion piece for uh, the NFL um, in terms of getting real inside. Like I and I hate when people say we're going inside and it's just, it's like MTV Cribs. And it's like. <laughs> Like that was cool in the early two thousands. You get the oh, yeah. this is where this athlete lives. But right. I don't. People don't care about that anymore. What do you are in real life? Who do you are in real life? How do you prepare for these games? Like, there's a lot of pressure out here. Like, how do you Bro. deal with that? That's like, what people are, are, are having about. having your your wife. If you're Mariota, like, yo, I need you to give me the plays because as like it's on me. Like, I got to be the only one who. Hey, if nobody else know the plays, I got to know these plays. Mm-hmm. And that I think that episode might have been episode two or four um, where they're just running through formations and stuff. And they're just throwing out random words, bro. That mean <laughs> so many different things. And mm-hmm. there was the game against Buffalo or somebody where Cousins says the formation and all that. And he just says whatever in the middle because he forgot the play for the dude that actually caught the touchdown. Mm-hmm. So he says, blah, 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 whatever. X zone, b- X, Y, banana. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> And it's it's crazy, bro. But no, I've really enjoyed watching it, and I, I'm excited. Like I've been watching like two a night for the last mm-hmm. couple of days, and just really getting going. Like I saw it when it first what came it, out. And I'm like, I'm gonna get to it, but it's been good. I got a question. So, yeah, like what? 
and we both cover sports. Um, I don't know how much football you've covered, uh, but you've been around professional athletes, you know, and elite professional athletes. Like, you know what the top of the top gets done, but just overall, what were you surprised by that in that show about what a quarterback uh, or athlete has to do to play their sport, to make it, to be a starter? Like, was there anything that you took notice of as a coverer? Yeah, uh, of just uh, I, somebody observer of sports and a right athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh couple things. The being able to retain so much information. Mm-hmm. I think that is something that you you know. Oh, the quarterback knows the plays and they know where everybody's supposed to, but it's just like you have to know your job on offense as a quarterback. I need to know all these formations. I need to know all the audibles to these formations and I need to know these plays backwards if we flip the formation. Mm-hmm. And then I need to be able to read these defenses. Like Mahomes was saying that he's probably, he probably, if you're in division, he watches every one of your games multiple times. Then you're reading whatever the, the opponent is the next week and you're doing all this. Like when you really break it down, five days. Mm-hmm. And that seems crazy, bro. Now, you're obviously, even, you're not even talking about being physically ready. No, and like, <laughs> like the that episode with with Kirk Cousins, like moaning that he was in so much pain. He had went through a week of work to get his body in a position to even play in that game and feel mm-hmm. somewhat normal. And he gets hit the right way one time, and breathing hurt for it. Like, I don't think. I could at all. Like the best thing that ever happened to me was my parents saying that I could play football. Because mm-hmm. dog, there's some hits that you see on a weekly basis. You're like, God damn! But then you <laughs> see some of these ones that the, these quarterback, like the sandwich hit. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm I'm done, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm done. It's a wrap for me. Like, bro, you're not gonna tell me that Leonard Floyd is gonna hit me from one side and then Aaron Donald's gonna hit me from the other, and I'm not looking at either. Right? I'm looking mm-hmm. somewhere else, and then boom! Now you're a Russ Oreo. <laughs> broken <No>. up. <laughs> all right, all right. I, it took us fifty six minutes to get there. I'm proud of us. I'm the young dude. Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's, 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 <laughs> that, that's that's growth. Um, but like, dude, like some of those hits, like blindside hits, or mm-hmm. somebody just missing a block. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, your season could be over because somebody else don't do something right. Mm-hmm. See, like that thought, like, bro, this this running <laughs> back misses play. his bro any play. You <laughs> miss your blocking play. assignment, done. Season over. Torn ACL. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> no, like I I look at even he's not even on this, but like, bro, you look at the season the two had last year, mm-hmm. where the world watches you turn your brain into an omelet, mm-hmm. and I don't say that in a jokey manner. Like I'm saying that's like. The, the fencing response where your fingers mm-hmm. curl up because you're like everything is kind of screwy in your mm-hmm. your brain and that's just scary dog and like mm-hmm. to to know that I one don't play in a sport where I have to watch that or like I have to I didn't play a sport where I had to put myself through that I don't cover a sport where I have to necessarily watch that. 
but it's also the idea, and I think we talk about it with Jason a lot, where I can't stop watching. Yeah, man. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I I would never say, I'm done watching football. Nah, dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of lit. Yeah, even when the, the, the racist stuff was going on. Yeah, you told you it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put in racism on the back of the helmets. It's cool. <laughs> I was like, I can do multiple things at once. I can hate, bro. People, so I'm keeping it all the way a buck. When people did the, we're going to boycott the NFL, I was definitely like, ah. yeah. <laughs> let's find some other alternatives. All right, right. I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, maybe I won't say a lot about it on social mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but in the privacy of my own home all right you know, i'm taking that narcotic you know <laughs> x x x y banana you text, know text only the, the 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 immediate friends and, and family which i'll do on monday night you know bro it's it's <laughs> it's night. also the as much as i love basketball and as much as i love baseball it's it's my job and it Football is the only sport that I really feel like I can be a true fan of, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like in baseball, I'm a fan of baseball as a sport, right? I love it. That's why it's my job. And somebody pays me because I love baseball and can explain it and write about it and talk about it on TV. But like, I haven't been like, oh, meatball fan in like years, years, like mm-hmm. multiple years, like decade plus and in basketball i'm just hip to the bull now no pun intended Mm -hmm. where it's just like yeah i love basketball but like i'm more of an observer of the bulls not necessarily Mm -hmm. like a fan fan Mm -hmm. but i am i'm all in on the bears like the the wins make me feel great the losses make me mad unless i know what the plan is like last year none of the losses bothered me because i knew what the plan was but yeah, dude, it's like watching. Like that's the only sport I feel like that. That energy of being like yeah. a fan. Yeah, you know, for me, it's not really the because I still kind of cover right uh, the teams, uh, and I want the Bears to win. I like Justin Fields. I want right. him to succeed. I want him to be the best ever. Right. So I root for that. But man, like I don't. I'm trying to see how to de- describe it. Like watching Patrick Mahomes play football. Like, I don't know. Like, it's it's not anything, you know, weird or anything. Mm-hmm. But it's like, when I watch him play, I, don't, I get this tingling sensation in my chest. Like, <laughs> I see why you led with it. Not in a weird way. Yeah. You get, <laughs> yeah, you get you, tingling you know. suggestions. That's why. Yeah, wild. but it's like, I get so much enjoyment watching him specifically play football. Right, like all the stuff. No matter what's going on, he could I could be playing against him in fantasy football or something. It's like I get so much joy just watching him do stuff. Like I, Steph Curry was the same way. Like I just enjoy watching him do stuff, and I think that's that's the epitome of being a, a fan and, and, and a sports fan. Is like I, as much as we work in the media, there's still some things in sport. That will make you say, no, I have to thoroughly enjoy this. What's going on? Even if I don't know who who's that player in, in baseball for you, or you, you just kind of had to shave off that type of 
you know mentality since you cover it and you're a professional at it. But for me, it's Steph Curry, and I love LeBron. Don't get me wrong, but it's Steph Curry and Patrick Mahomes. Those dudes just do stuff that I I, I can't explain, and I don't think I want to explain it. I just want to enjoy it. Yeah, I think uh, in baseball, I think obviously Shohei is. Yeah, it's not. That's like that's that's a thing. Like mm-hmm. I don't think people understand. That's I, not supposed don't. to I happen. Don't. I barely don't. Like <laughs> you create a player in MLB the Show, and mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. Like a dude that can pitch top one percent in baseball, and as a hitter, top one percent in baseball. Do you hate that about baseball or about your job that you have this once in a lifetime thing on the same ilk as Steph Curry, as mm-hmm. LeBron, as mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, you know, and nobody seems to like really truly care about it and treasure it. And he's probably going to, and like there's a strong likelihood that he'll retire and the masses just will not understand and not care about this you know what's crazy i actually believe that this year more than even his mvp year in 2021 people understand yeah this is this isn't babe ruth anymore Mm -hmm. we've long overshot babe ruth this is something that's one of one that maybe in the next hundred years we might never see again and also you know how we talk about Steph and changing changing the sport? Mm-hmm. There's more two-way players coming up now than you saw really before. Like, they made guys pick. Like, hey, you're a pitcher. Hey, you're a position player. There was a kid drafted in the first round in this year's draft and also in last year's draft by the San Francisco Giants, both two-way players. You have uh, Jack Caglione for the um, University of Florida fantastic players led NCAA and homers. Uh, They call him Jack Tani, right? Like that's how important Shohei is in the growth of the sport. Also, he's transcended the sport in the way that Steph Braun, Tiger Woods has, and he has that global appeal as an international player that came and played in big leagues. And, that dude is going to get the third largest contract in the history of sports this offseason. It's crazy. Mm. It's crazy. And honestly, bro, if Aaron Judge doesn't make history last year, we're talking about the first three back-to-back-to-back MVP winners since Barry Bonds. Because he won in the 21, he finished second last year, and he's going to be the runaway still, winner this year. I should have got it. I think Judge, I think Judge deserved it. I think Judge deserved it last year. But had Judge fallen off at any point <laughs> on that run, and he stopped being on the record chase. Yes, of had he stopped, if had, he had one bad week, <laughs> it would have been a wrap. It would have been a wrap. You think Mike Trout is hating? Because we were talking like this about Mike Trout, and now that dude is on, on his team. Maybe he's, no. getting, maybe he's understanding what it was to be Mike Trout. By yeah. looking at Shohei Otani. <laughs> I, I, I think I think Mike Trout is probably at a point where he's just like, man, bro. I think he's his, this is perfect for you. It's gonna be the baseball dame situation. 
where you said, no, I'm committed here. I want to be here. I want to I want to build a championship team here. And you got all the money, got the largest contract in the history of baseball. You were the best player in your generation, best player in the world. And they had you as the best player in the world and the guy who turned into the best player in the world on the same team for six years. And you didn't win anything. And I think you could have a case of Mike Trout sitting back one day and saying, yeah, dog, I think that's going to be it here. That's just, and I think like, and we've had like these conversations on various platforms and podcasts about, you know, the issues with baseball, like over, like in terms of in the United States, um, and I think that's probably the main one that you can have. Um, this is not even this is not greatest like pairs of teammates ever. I don't think there's there's any been anything like this in sport where you have the best player in the league and also the second best player in the league on the same team and you don't win. Like how does that didn't even even come close to winning either. Like how does that help the sport when two of the best, no, not even of the best two, the top two players in a sport are on the same team and they can't win. Like that's not happening anywhere else in sport. This this Angels doc in ten years is gonna be crazy. You you can, they can make the argument that that Angels team ruined the sport because it's like man if they can't win nothing like what's the what's the point of this whole thing? I think because uh, baseball is so like the front off yeah, your front office has to do so much in terms of drafting, developing, international signings. And obviously you did really well because you you were the winner of all the teams in baseball. He chose you to come play because you gave him a chance to do everything and say, hey, I can do this. I can do both of these things really well. And he he overshot what you thought he was even going to be and became the best player in the world. But then what, like, you couldn't do anything else. And then Trout's injury started and – and you sign Anthony Rendon, which at the time looked like a good deal. And then it, that might be one of the worst contracts in the history of baseball. Like, there's so much that went wrong despite those two things going right. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, Damn, Tone. I think we've come to the conclusion of the Young Dude cast here on Sports Adjacent. Hey, hit us up if you want more Young Dude cast. Yeah, Young Dude. Get you, we tell it's Jason, like get a, your ass out of here. <laughs> it's it's like, a, like a subsidiary of uh, yeah. LLC, the Young Dude cast. Young Dude cast. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Well, we got to pay the bills before you get out of here. Once again, Tony Gill is presented by the fantastic folks at Cheats and Giggles. Shout out yep. to our friends over there. Go to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA to get 23% off your next purchase using promo code sports. I just went and re-upped on some sheets. You know, I, I needed to get some new colors, Tone. I had the French blue with the stripe. I had the gray. You know, I had the 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 mm-hmm. uh, cream uh, pearl color. Now I got some lavender. Got to get some lavender mm-hmm. in my life. You know, mm-hmm. so they have all that. Sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA to get your next set of wonderful sheets. We are also brought to you by BetMGM. Get the BetMGM app and you can get this deal. You can place any bet with BetMGM. You can get your money back up to $1,000 if you do not win. Just use promo code 
Adjacent 1000, that is Adjacent 1000, to get your money back and site credit. BetMGM, the king of sports books. Tone, before we let the fine folks go on the Young Dude cast on Sports Adjacent, anything else? Uh, Get you some work-life balance. Get you some work-life balance. I'm proud of us. I think that was a good segment. I think that was a good segment. I think people are going to enjoy that. All right, everybody. Jason's back next week, and we will see you then. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.